going on, everybody? This is Caleb on Religion and Relationship. I just want to thank you guys for joining me on my second ever episode. Before I get into anything, I wanted to start off with a word of prayer. So if you would, just join me in that. Dear Lord, I uh, just pray that you come here, God, and you just be here with us. And you you let my words be your words, Father. That when I speak, your words come out instead of my own. And that anything I say be recognized as, as coming from you, not from not from me, so that any credit goes towards you, God, and that I might not receive any of the glory for it, and only you, Father, and I pray that you be with everyone listening, and that you meet them wherever they're at, God, and you just fill them up with your presence, and you just open their hearts, God, in a way that only you can do, and uh, just whoever needs to hear this, hears it, God, I just I just thank you for all that you've done for us, and I just pray that you work through this. Uh, We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so today's episode I've titled Come As You Are. So before I really get into why I'm calling it that and what my purpose of this one is, I just want to say I was talking to my buddy the other day, and and he was telling me he's a newfound Christian. Uh, He's only recently began looking into all of this, and and experiencing it all for himself and so he was telling me that some of the issues that he had especially that he still has but especially when he was first getting started is um whenever he'd go to a church or something like that he felt very overwhelmed because there was so much information that he just knew none of and he didn't know how to handle that it was very discouraging to him so this applies for both believers non-believers new believers whatever wherever you are I really encourage you to just find people around you that you can ask questions to that you can discuss topics with that you can pray with that you know because it's it's going to build your relationship with God as well as theirs so I just I really really encourage that so that you're not going through any of this process alone um so it's a very popular stereotype that before you can come to church and before you can get right with God, you have to fix your life. Not sure where that stereotype comes from. Nowhere in scripture does it say anything remotely like that. Um, but a lot of people still believe it. A lot of people believe that they have to fix things in their life before they can come to God. And so that's why I've titled this Come As You Are because I'm really trying to drill in the point that it does not matter where you are in your life or what you've been doing. At any given point in time, you can stop and turn that around. And and you can you don't have to fix things on your own before you can come to Christ. As a matter of fact, it's going to be more difficult to try to fix things on your own because you frankly, you can't fix your life on your own. You can't make everything perfect on your own. So if you're going to continue to wait until you get things situated in your life, then I promise you this, you will wait your entire life. So the first scripture we're going to look at and we're going to discuss is actually Mark 2, 17. So let me pull that up real quick. Okay, so in this passage, Jesus is responding to the Pharisees, the religious leaders at the time, who were kind of criticizing him for hanging out with 
a group of people that they all recognize as being sinners and, and evil people. So he was with the tax collectors. He was eating uh, he was eating a meal with tax collectors and they called them and sinners, whole group. And so they came to actually they came to the disciples and they asked why he is why he would spend his time eating with them instead of you know pursuing and spending time with those religious leaders and and people of that nature so jesus responds with this in verse 17 on hearing this jesus said to them it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick i have not come to call all the righteous but the sinners so right off the back he makes a makes a very sound point that those who are already healthy and steady in their faith are not the ones who need more time with Jesus. It's not a matter of getting right with God and then you can come to Jesus. It's a matter of recognizing that you need Jesus and then coming to him. You're not, like I mentioned before, you're not going to fix your life on your own. You're not going to get it right and then come to God. It just doesn't happen. People who have grown up knowing God and and have had a relationship with God their entire life still don't have everything in their life, right? It's just, it's impossible. Now, we'll take a look at another scripture real quick. We're going to look at John three sixteen, and this is one of the most quoted scriptures of all time. Give me one second to pull that up. And I am reading out of the uh, New International Version, the NIV. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So if this is one of the most quoted scriptures, one of the most popular scriptures of all time, how does this argument stand that you need to get your life right with God before coming to him. Because does anywhere in that scripture does it say that you have to fix your life and believe in him to have eternal life? Does it say you have to fix all your trials and all your all your negative experiences and you just have to get all your ducks in a row before you can come to him? It doesn't mention that. The only thing it says that you need to go and have eternal life is belief in him. So that just destroys the entire argument in general. That one line summarizes so much of Jesus' life on earth. He's just he's telling you how it is right there. That you don't need all that extra stuff. You don't need to fix your life first. Why waste your time trying to fix your life and missing out on growth and relationship with God? And for what? Fixing your life? That's not going to happen. You're going to have issues no matter what. There are things that happen in your life that you just flat out cannot control. Don't let those things affect your eternity. Don't let that mindset affect your eternity. And to those of you who already believe, who have already given their lives to God, this scripture tells us flat out that we shouldn't have any sort of doubts about if we're going to heaven or not. Because he just tells us how it is. He tells us straightforward that if you believe, you're going to heaven. No ifs, buts, no conditions in the statement, none of that stuff. You have to believe 
that is the first step and the important step. That's that's all you need. It's the first step and the last step. Without belief, without love, without it's just nothing. You know, you can follow the checklist that scripture sets up, the, the rules that I talked about in the prior episode, the commandments, things like that. You can follow that stuff. That's not going to save your life. He says it flat out right here. What saves your life, your eternal security, is belief. Why would you follow a set of rules if you don't even believe in in, in God? So, believers, there are there is no reason why you should doubt it. And I get it. I get where the doubt comes from. I have those doubts myself. I question how I can be forgiven for some of the things that I've done in my life. Like how many, like we've we go by that three strikes and you're out kind of mindset. But it's hard to imagine that every time you miss the ball, God doesn't count that strike against you. That he just erases it as if it didn't happen. So don't question where you're going. If you believe, it's already settled. Now, that said, we aren't promised tomorrow. Nowhere in scripture does it say on this date, on X date, he's going to come back and the world will be ended and he's going to take his believers to heaven. Nowhere does it say that. In fact, it says quite the opposite. It it makes it sound as if that date is coming sooner than we think. And that we need to be prepared for that. So I'm going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Verse 4. They think it strange that you do not plunge with them in the same flood of dissipation, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to men in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. Then verse 7 says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled, so that you can pray. So quite on the contrary, this passage bluntly tells us that our our days are numbered, our time is limited, that we need to act in accordance and act now because any time we waste is just opportunity missed. I th- I wanted to I could have just read verses verse 7 to you. But I wanted to make sure that I read the first beginning part because there's so much judgment in the world for people who believe, who like genuinely believe, not like, oh yeah, I go to church on holidays, but like people who like seriously have devoted their life to it. There's so much judgment in that. I mean, I have been made fun of countless times and it's not always like, they don't like throw rocks at you and stuff like that, but you kind of get cast out of friend groups, especially, oh my goodness, especially if you are a non-believer now and you have a certain friend group. If you come to them and you're like, hey guys, like, I'm a believer now, that's, 
you're not gonna go without some sort of friction. They're gonna give you a hard time for that. But let's put it this way. Whatever hard time they give you, whatever even if they bluntly reject you and are like, all right, well, we can't be friends anymore, whatever it is, I don't I don't care who it is or how important they are to you. We are talking about eternity. We are talking about the creator of the universe. Don't don't let that judgment change your mindset. Don't let that tear you down and, and put you back in your old ways. And to my believers, if our time is is limited, why would you not act on every single opportunity God put in front of you? You can't keep saying, well, later in my life, I will act more Christ-like. Later in my life, I'm going to get my things in a row and... And that's when I'll really follow God. Because it doesn't doesn't say that later in your life is promised. It could be two more seconds. That could be all you have. I don't mean to use a scare tactic here, but this is real. This is what it says. I mean, any time that goes by and you're not spending it focusing on God, building a relationship with Him, and and trying to save others... Gosh, I just, I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to someday come to the end of my life and look back on it and know that there were people that will burn eternally in hell that I could have just spoke up and said something to. Worse, Even worse than that, to know that it could have taken just starting off by being a friend to that person. That's all it could take, and, and that person might spend eternity with the Creator. That it's something that little, that much of an opportunity that you're just pushing aside. I don't want to go to heaven knowing that I I could have done something for so many people. Worse than that, I don't want to go to heaven knowing I discouraged anybody from it. That I discouraged them from their belief that you know, I didn't support that. Don't wait. Don't waste time. Our time is limited. Don't let those people go without a fight. I mean, you try. Like, you just step out on faith when you feel that God is leading you to. You just say something. You talk about Him. You, whatever it is, whatever it is your way, your opportunity that God is presenting you. If you are trying... And somebody is just not receptive of that. Obviously that is not on your shoulders. That is not a burden that you have to carry. And I don't. I don't know that it's a burden. Even if you if you don't say anything. Even if you know that you could have. If that's really a burden for you to carry. But I know that. Knowing myself. Knowing that there is something that I could do. And chose not to do. That I wouldn't be able to continue on like that. I wouldn't be able to continue on satisfied with who I am and, and where I got to be. Knowing how other people are suffering as a result of me just not speaking up. And that just that thought alone pushes me on a daily basis to just act out and do whatever I can. To take as many people with me as I can. Because I promise you... No one is going to follow God and come up to you in heaven and be like, man, this really wasn't worth it. I really shouldn't have listened to you. 
nobody's gonna do that. I don't know. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about the creator of heaven and hell. The creator of us. Why would you not share this kind of news with somebody? Like, what is it that would hold you back from that? Like, are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed that you know the key to life? The key to eternal life? Are you embarrassed that the person that created everything? That you have a relationship with them? Like, what is there to be embarrassed about? I will gladly take whatever mockery is thrown at me. I will gladly take any ridicule or or harsh words or whatever to know that I'm going to spend my eternity with the creator of everything who cares about me deeply, to know that I'm going to spend that kind of intimate relationship with him like that, like throw at me whatever you want because that's not going to change. I'll go I'll go forward with this if I'm the only one who goes forward with it. Because that is how how earnestly I seek after God, how much I want to be in God's presence. And it's something I want you guys to understand. It's something I want you guys to earnestly seek. So this is what I want you to take with you. Think about this until the next time you hear one of my podcast episodes or or For the rest of your day at very least. Think about this. Is it worth all the opportunities that you're missing just to wait? Is it worth knowing that you could have affected someone's life in such a tremendous way. And chose not to out of your comfort zone? Like if that's really the only thing standing in the way between a person and eternity. Is that really what you want to be the the deciding factor is that you wouldn't step out of your comfort zone? The tiniest bit? I also just want to encourage you guys to open your eyes to whatever opportunities God presents you with. So throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout the next month, whatever, whatever time frame it is, I don't care if it just affects one individual moment. Just try to open your eyes to it and see when an opportunity is presented for you to potentially change someone's eternal destination. And when you see that opportunity, don't think to yourself, that seems a little uncomfortable. I'm going to just put it aside or maybe I'll I'll talk to that person later. Because here's the thing. Let's say that person is in a dark spot right now and you have have something that you feel like you could share with them. That would change their life right now. But you decide to. And that person's life starts changing around. And all of a sudden they're on top of the moon. They're All of their issues are taken care of. They're happy. They're healthy. Whatever. And then you're like you know what. I finally think I have the courage to talk to them. And you go and you say something. What if that person is not receptive at all. At a later date but would have been open to anything if you would have went right then. Like, why why wait? Why waste the time that there is now? And if you're new at all this, if you don't know God, if you are just starting your search, are you going to continue to wait to start this journey? Are you going to keep pushing it off and say, well, later in life, maybe I'll take a look at this. 
because I promise you, we aren't guaranteed a later. And I can tell you this much, later in your life, you will regret not doing it sooner. So thank you guys for your time. Just take these thoughts going forward and uh, be on the lookout for the next episode. Thanks. Thank you.